Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. everyone and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. So I have to share a funny mom moment with y'all. Um, <laughs> or maybe this is like a perfectionist moment or like me just being in the zone of needing to get shit done moment. I don't know. So the other day I'm on my lunch break and uh, for those of you that don't know, now I'm working a few more shifts a week, oh, so I don't have all this freedom. But anyway, so I'm on my lunch break and my daughter and her um, cousin, they're both eight, are at our house hanging out, playing, and they decide they're going to play restaurant. Now, many of you might not know this, but I was a waitress from the time I was 16 until 21, and I was really good. Not like, oh, sure you were, like, no. I'm really good at waitressing. Um, and so I'm like, oh, okay, fun. So they're taking forever to make the menu. I'm really hungry. I The clock is ticking. I need a freaking sandwich. So I order it. These two goofballs are just like, <laughs> they're being hilarious. From an outsider perspective, they're just being two eight-year-olds who are playing. But from my hungry perspective of a past professional um, waitress, I could not help but want to give them feedback and be like, okay, so, so literally it ended with me not tipping and saying, next time you guys want to play restaurant, I will train you first on how to be a good waitress. Uh, otherwise, I'm not coming to your restaurant again. So that's what it's like to be my kid, yo. <laughs> like, better shape up. Uh, life is too easy. No, just kidding. Okay, so anyways, today, I'm excited about today's question because it approaches um, one of my favorite topics to talk about, um, women empowerment slash handling the patriarchy, I guess, I think that's the right word, um, that is is present in our society. Um, so here's what I will say in defense of patriarchalness. 
it's a word, look it up, um, is that from people I talk to, from like the energy healer experts who know what's happening and like why 2020 is such a garbage fire, um, it has something to do with the fact that we're like entering an Aquarian age. I'm not really sure what that means, but they promise me it's good. Um, and as we enter the Aquarian age, a lot of these old very um, strict masculine alpha systems are not going to continue working. And so we're entering this just much more beautiful, flowy age. So I think that's probably why so many of us like 20 somethings, 30 somethings are when we are presented with a sexist comment or situation, it can be really alarming. And I don't want to, um, I didn't mean to say just 20 somethings and 30 somethings. But the fact of the matter is that if you're in your late 30s or 40s, like you've experienced a lot of life where sexism was just kind of a thing. Um, so I don't know, we're gonna get into today's question. I don't really know that it's sexism. We're, we're gonna unpack it together, okay? But the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna read the uh, listener review. And you guys, wait for it, it's a guy. Oh my gosh, like I have a boy fan. I'm super excited. So it is five stars and it says, she slays rocks. I have the choice to listen to so many great podcasts. Chiropractors are putting out amazing work every week. The one podcast I cannot miss is She Slays. Dr. Lauren makes her enthusiastic energy available to everyone. She produces the best chiropractic podcast with the hope that tomorrow will be different because of what she shared today. I love her prayerful beginning and her real authentic self, not being afraid to be goofy or a total three Enneagram. As a nine, I recognize the need to be more aware of three energy in my own experience. Dr. John M. Thanks, Dr. John. Um, that's awesome. You guys, I, okay, Dr. John, if you're listening, I'm really sorry for all the shit I've said in the past, assuming that only girls were listening. Um, and I promise to be more mindful going forward, but still girls rule, boys drill. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, okay. So, uh, let's, let's talk about, oh, today's question. Okay, so first of all, um, I would love to hear as we're kind of entering, let's see, what is it? It's like July-ish while I'm recording this. And we're in the, we're going into the second half of the year. Uh, she Slays is over a year old. Now that you've been listening, you know a little bit of how things rule or roll, rule, rule and roll. Uh, so I want to know what you want to hear. What do you want episodes on? What do you, who do you want to hear from? Um, you know, I don't want to be just another chiropractic podcast interviewing other chiropractors about how they got into chiropractic and you know, like, not that that's bad. Okay. Like no judgment. I'm glad we have those. If we didn't have those, I would have to do that. But I don't want to. I want to have like meaningful conversations on weird topics and deep topics. So um, if you have a question, write it in, go to our website, sheslayspodcast.com and submit a question. You can always remain anonymous um, or you can DM me. Who do you want me to interview? Um, you can DM me topics that you want to hear on. 
just stuff like that. But I would really love to hear from you. What do you want episodes on the rest of 2020? Okay, so before we get to our question, let's all take a giant chill pill and breathe and pray. Dear God, thank you so much for conversations like today. Per usual, um, I try to, you know me, you made me. Um, Sometimes my humor comes across a little more blunt than I actually mean. So help the situation with everyone listening and help us to continue to deal with gender and race and politics and religion, all those things that I just continue to love to talk about. Um, Help me handle them with grace and kindness and empathy and love and help those listening to get the funny nuggets, but know know the truth and come to realization that we're all in this, apparently entering the Aquarian age. God, did you make that up? What the heck is the Aquarian age? Um, Anyways, in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so let's jump into this. So the question says, hey, Dr. Lauren, I have been interning at a male chiropractor's office and was told by him that I'm just too sweet and I should work some screenings and be told no a few times to toughen up. This comment was completely unfounded on any information about my previous experiences or any times that I've been told no. I was wondering if you've ever experienced something similar for being a woman and if so, how you handled it. Sincerely, Dr. Tori. Okie dokie. So initially, when I got this message in my DMs, I was like, snap. No, he did not. Um, I love when you guys send me like sexist stuff that happens to you in clinic. I mean, I don't love it. I wish it didn't happen. But like, I, I just get so fired up as if it happened to me. And I like start finger waving and Kirby's like, what? what happened and I'm like oh man this doc just sent me this message you will not believe what this person said to her so anyway so I love it thanks for the question um but I don't I don't think this has happened to me see I don't know this is hard when this is part of the reason that I struggle with empathy with people I'm getting better I'm getting so better um but because I don't have like I don't hold on to hurt very much now don't get me wrong I get offended and like I get drama and then I like tell every single person I know for about 48 hours like oh my gosh girlfriend listen what happened to me and then he said this and then I said this and I was like no you didn't um but then like something new happens and then I just completely like red light from men in black forget about it and I'm like huh I don't know have I um So I'm sure the answer is yes. And I'm sure I did not handle it as well as I should have. So the advice I'm going to give is like what future perfect Lauren would give, uh, not what anything I've done in the past is. Okay. so here's the deal. We're going to cover two sides of this coin because there (laughs) There's really two perspectives from this without me knowing you, without me knowing him, without me knowing 
why, what this was founded on, that he would say this to you. Um, so option one is that he is a complete jerk off and he uh, hates women and he's a misogynist and like, yeah, he's a jerk. So we'll handle that aspect. And then the second aspect is maybe giving him a little bit of devil's advocate. Um, you know, you can decide if you'd like, I, again, I don't know. I think you should listen to both just because if you know that he wasn't coming from a good place, listening to the second half of the answer might prepare you for future where somebody possibly could be coming from the best place. Um, or you can just be done and you can be like, boom, done. I got my answer right. He's a jerk. But let's be honest. The truth is always somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, I hope you listen to both. Okay, so let's assume. So answer one is let's assume he's a jerk. Uh, this was completely unfounded you did not deserve this comment girl you've got balls of steel you didn't even cry during that scene of Dumbo where his mom is locked up you're so heartless like you eat rejection and denial from others from breakfast you are so badass okay so that's answer one we are going on these assumptions so he is assuming that in order to make you successful you must become more masculine, i.e. like him. So he is viewing the fact that you're a female um, means that you are sensitive, you are vulnerable, you are empathetic, and therefore you are weak and won't be successful unless you become harder. And let's be honest, if this is the truth, if this is how this guy meant it, that's a major blind spot for him. So even in the scenario where I'm assuming he's a jerk and you don't have any lessons to learn, I kind of feel bad for him because hello, Aquarian age. What have we learned so far? Whatever this Aquarian age is, we're entering into it. And this type of programming that he's running that like you must dominate and be like loud and big isn't going to continue working for him. So like that also might be part of the reason that, um, oh, this is a ugh. Dr. John who's listening. I'm really sorry. I'm just going to say this because I don't know how any softer way to say it, but like we're going to see the like the more alpha sexist males really double down before they go start going with this new way of business. Um, meaning that they've been holding on to power for a long time, acting a certain way. They learned these lessons 30, 40 years ago when they were in high school. And then they were supported that like they became more successful, like the older and more aggressive they were. And the more they competed and won, the more successful they became. And so like they've learned for 10, 20, 30, 40 years that this is the way you are successful in business. So then like some 20 something in chiropractic school coming along in his clinic and is going like, actually, you can be a different way and still be successful. Like his mind does, is not natural for this guy's brain to go. Oh, really? Oh, shut up. No freaking way. Huh, cool. Um, I guess I can be whoever I want to be now. No, his ego um, is going to go. Absolutely not. 
I have built my identity on needing to like, this is why I'm successful is because I am this way. And so like you see, it's not going to be natural. So that's why my advice is because you're interning with this dude is not going to be to like help teach him a lesson. Like it's just, it's not your place, not your goats, not your rodeo. Okay. Um, if you're listening and you're like, uh, hey, but quick side note, Lauren, um, my boss is kind of like that guy. What I would do is I would have some clear communication that um, and examples that doing things like you tried his way uh, and it didn't work for you. So like saying like, OK, here's what I did. I like went in and I said your script and I like pounded my fist on the table and I did these things and we still lost the patient. The patient laughed at me because I was trying to act some way um, and have clear communication that basically trying to force someone else's personality uh, and what their systems and procedures have worked for them aren't going to work for you, not because you don't want them to, but you're going to come across as inauthentic and ingenuine ungenuine, disgenuine, whatever, um, and you will not get the conversion. You're not going to be able to communicate. There's going to be this disconnect where people are listening and they're like, why is this, why is this young girl yelling at me? Because, and it's not because they're trying, but it's just going to come weird because they're going to, you're going to look younger and dumber because you're going to look like you're a little kid trying on a, something that doesn't fit you. Hopefully that makes sense, that analogy, because like you seem younger and more immature when you're clearly trying on someone else's script, just like a little girl trying on her mom's clothes. OK, it doesn't fit. So therefore, it's not going to work. So if this is your boss, um, you know, I would encourage you to have that communication that you're open to trying things his way but after a certain point you'd like to um, review and reflect on whether that is working for the business as long as you put his business before your feelings um, you'll get further isn't that a funny sentence I mean it's it sounds like a jerky sentence but it's it's really not like even me as an owner if I feel like one of my employees is putting their hurt feelings before what's best for the business, I'm going to be a little more defensive and not really listen to what they say. But if I think they're coming to me with a like, hey, um, let's try and figure out a better way because like I want a higher conversion. So we have more new patients and more money, more this like I'm just going to listen more. So it's not that he's a jerk in that scenario. Um, but you know, make sure that while you're interning here, it sounds like he's a little different than you. Again, not bad, but make sure that you're picking up the systems and procedures that are going to work for you. Pick up the information from this internship that is going to work. And you're just going to have to kind of slough off those kind of comments um, because he's not your boss. You don't have to deal with him. Don't confront him. Um, but just, 
you know, so what you can say, here's some helpful information on like what you could say back if this were like a patient. Okay. Because I, I'm like I said, I'm sure I've had patients who've said stuff to me before. Just can't remember them. Um, Kirby asked me, he's like, well, what would you say if a patient said something to you? Um, And we do have people write in, like, how do you respond when a guy says like, I don't think you're going to be able to adjust me. You're too small or you're, you know, you don't look very strong. We get a lot of people who write in on that. Um, And when (laughs) my answer would be something kind of brassy, like, oh, I could kill you if I wanted, but I promise I won't lay it down on the table. Um, Now that's not going to work for everyone's personality. Um, So a more softer touch would be kind of the, push away, pull back in, push away response. So let me walk you through how this works. So a patient says like on new patient day one, they're like, I don't think that you're really gonna be able to get, like, are you sure you're strong enough to get me to adjust? Um, The push away is if you don't think that I am equipped enough to be your doctor, you do not need to be here in this clinic like there are plenty of other chiropractors um you know you chose this one and if you don't think i'm going to be the right fit before i even adjust you then like let's call it you see how even in the softer one i started to get like sassy and brassy you get the underlying message right like the softer is like if you don't think that i'm going to be a right fit for you then like you can choose to get your care elsewhere um then you pull back So that's the push away. Then you pull back and go, what I can tell you is I've had patients in the past who've had similar concerns to yours. They're still wonderful patients. And believe me, after their first couple of adjustments did not have that concern anymore. Then end with like a push away again of like, but I completely understand it's your care. It's your body. You got to do what's right for you and where you feel the best fit is. I can tell you in any time that I've done the push away method, um, we're starting to get real close to (laughs) the push away method. Sounds really dirty. Um, Sorry, guys, it's Friday afternoon. My brain's in the gutter. But anyway, so anytime I try, I do this push away method a lot when I'm confronted with kind of a jerky comment. Um, So, you know, it, it tends to work. I will tell you, I am trying to think I can count on. I was going to say count on one hand, but I don't think there's been a single person that I have pushed away in that way that hasn't instantly leaned in and gone like, well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure you're good. I'm sure you're strong and things like that. So just food for thought, if you're dealing with a patient like that, that says a sexist comment, that would be my recommended approach of push, pull, push. Okay, so now this would be the end of the answer where he's a jerk, girl, like he's not worth your time. You are going to be presented with other comments like this. This is how I'd recommend you respond boom screw that guy not literally forget that guy um you're great you have nothing to learn in life that's end of answer one now answer two is not that you're bad at all 
Not at all. Um, but for answer two, I'm going to play kind of devil's advocate. Now for this, I have to make a couple of assumptions. I don't know if they're correct or not. I'm assuming he's been in practice a while because you're interning there. And a lot of state laws, like you can't intern places unless you've been in practice a while. He's probably at least his 30s, maybe even 40s. And what is really natural is um, for people to put their story on others that are on a similar path as them. So meaning that when you're new in practice, even if this isn't your story, it's super easy um, to assume so like that everyone going through their first and second year is dealing with the same issue you did. So I don't need to continue making up some weird dialogue for him because I don't have to, because this is my own story, honestly. Um, so I'm just going to kind of tell you what I went through as far as ego and having to learn to deal with rejection. And this is possibly slash probably what he meant. This is probably something that he dealt with. And looking at you um, in school, he saw, thought like, oh, man, he like saw part of himself. OK, right. Because we're assuming the best in this. He's not looking at you and assuming you're a woman and weak in this scenario. He's looking at you and seeing similarities, even whether you think they're there or not. And he's assuming, oh, she's going to struggle with the same things I did. I should try and help her and prepare her. And his communication style was just left a little lacking. So um, I can tell you I've been in practice um, almost 10 years. This December, it'll be 10 years. And I am still learning how to deal with rejection. I don't think that this is a man thing or a woman thing. Um, but basically, I put my worth in the ability to get the sale all too often. And that's not good. It's not good for everyone, anyone involved. Um, but I take things too personal. I assume they said no because they didn't like me. I assume they stopped coming because they didn't like the way I adjusted. I assumed that they thought a different chiropractor would be better. Marketing events where only five people are signed up still cause me to lose sleep in the nights leading up to the event. So this is still present day. Um, stuff that I deal with and it's not bad it's gotten so so much better but so many this is why we there's that joke that like if you are at a chiropractic conference and you ask like how many people someone sees a week like take the number they tell you and like cut it in half because like we just think that if I walk around telling you that I'm high volume that tells you that I've convinced more people to say yes to me I must be really great and um, my worth is better. So when people say no, if, if people saying yes means you're more worthy, what does it mean when people say no? And this is the problem with putting your worth on other people's like actions. If your worth is dependent on the actions of other people, you are signing yourself up for a lot of anxiety and heartache and in this scenario where we're giving him the benefit of the doubt this is what he's trying to protect you from i have spent a lot of time dwelling sulking coming home pissed off and bitching to kirby um drinking wine way too early don't worry like after work guys i'm not like 
doing anything illegal. But like, just, I have wasted so many days. If I look at nine and a half years in practice, I would guess if you accumulated every minute that I spent dealing with why did they say no? Why didn't they call back? Why did they leave care? Just basically issues with rejection. I bet you two weeks. I bet you two weeks of my life for sure. 24 hours a day, 14 days have been spent. If not like way more than that, honestly, like maybe two months. Um, just focusing on that. Now, as I said, I've come a long way, but you know, this is a process. So let's say that, um, let's say you are a little sensitive to being rejected or hearing no, and that he was a little accurate. There is zero shame needed there. Now, again, I don't know you from Adam, but I can tell you that this obviously struck a nerve because you wrote into me about it. And now everybody who was going to write in is like, oh, shit, I'm not going to write in. No, like you this provoked you enough. This provoked enough of a response that you, you know, wrote to me and I'm glad you did. But like, what nerve did he touch? Whether his intentions were good or bad what did that provoke in you? And you do not need to be ashamed of what you find there. Um, because once you start to do the work of going like, okay, why did that strike a nerve? Um, that's where the real work and self-worth is going to come from. If you think that the sting comes because it implies that you're not going to be a good doctor, do the work of why why do i feel that way about that like what about that makes me think less of myself and my worth and my potential okay so what you can do um if you're listening like i said in this scenario even where we're assuming the best then for sure you don't need to say anything most of work the work that needs to be done is on you um and it's just an internship. Now, if this is your boss or somebody that you have to deal with often that you're, you know, if you're listening, then I would recommend something like, hey, thanks for that feedback. Uh, and you can say this later, obviously. So or it can be in the moment. But you can say, like, thanks for that feedback on what you think I need to focus on to become an even better doctor. Um, Although I think keeping my empathy for patients is actually important. That's like uniquely me and how why I think I'm a different, unique, good doctor. I would definitely be open to hearing how you overcome attaching too much to the sale. Um, or, you know, like just basically saying like, hey, thanks for that. Like this is with anything. When somebody says something that you're initially like, hey, fuck off. Um, <laughs> you go like if it's a patient, you go. Okay, you know, you validate that you've heard what they said. Okay, thanks for that feedback. I, I appreciate your feedback. Um, I do think that, you know, my ability to connect and be soft is actually a strength. But I would love to hear more of what you have to say. You know, like, so it, again, it's kind of that push, pull, push type thing. Another way you could approach it with your interning doc um, is, you know, do you think hearing no a bunch of times is what will make me stronger or is it focusing on improving my communication skills? 
you know, like, that's kind of a way of being like, duh, you think, like, really? Is hearing no, what, okay, so what is hearing no going to do? Going to either build up an armor where you continue to just, like, go around dumbly hearing no? Or is it going to go, hmm, why did they keep saying no? Why, and I, you know, the way he implied the question is, um, or the statement is a little more like you need to toughen up. Um, I would say a smart leader might say like you need to if you need to face rejection so you can smarten up. Um, meaning like why are you hearing no? Like any all of us are going to hear no to something. Um, but if to me if you go do a screening and hear no a bunch of times, I wouldn't focus on like yeah man you got such tough thick skin now like you're a badass I would go okay can we focus on why you heard so many no's and like maybe talk about what's lacking it's probably communication um but yeah ultimately all of this really comes down to the fact that it seems like this guy's judgment shouldn't matter to you you know Kirby has a phrase that he says all the time people are people are people are people and even though He's signed up to be your supervising doc. The perspective and storyline that's going in his head has nothing to do with you. It really doesn't. Very rarely is anything someone says or does have much more than 10% to do with you and 90% to do with the storyline and the narrative and the programming that's going on in their head. So that doesn't mean that I recommend disregarding. I love learning and taking whatever I can from anyone. Um, whether they were right or wrong, I don't need to validate that, but like, yeah, I will absolutely lean in and listen. Um, but it seems like you guys are just on different paths and I wouldn't take it to heart, except for that part where it touched a nerve. <laughs> do the deep work there figure out what what happened there and how do you become you know wiser different like improve upon it um so i i just think the answer is somewhere in between you know should we wallow when we face rejection no absolutely not um like i said that's just wasted time life is so short and there are so many people out there to help and there's so many different reasons that again 90 percent of the time likely have nothing to do with us it's their finances it's their situation it's their timing um but should we truly give zero shits when someone says no to us in you know the work that we do you know, I'm all, I don't know, that phrase that comes to mind, what the heck is that phrase? Some, some say yes, some say no, some, some will, some won't. Who cares? Someone's waiting. I get it. I get it. And I think that is a tough, or that's a great mantra when you are feeling the pain and sting of rejection. That's a great mantra. Right. Like, yep. Just who cares? Who cares? Do I think that's a tattoo you should get like on your forehead and like a life lesson or like a, a thing to live by? No, I think that it doesn't really carry the empathy for humankind and things like that. But it's that whole who cares. Um, I would change it to like some will, some won't. In their time, someone needs me. 
Maybe that would be my edit on that. Um, if you're going to get it tattooed on your forehead, maybe do that instead. I'll say it again. Some will, some won't. In their time, someone needs me. Okay, tattoo. Um, or sticker or something like that, whatever. Or poster. Uh, maybe we can get Sandy Spines. Hey, Sandy Spines girl, you listening? Uh, can we get a poster with that on it, please? Uh, and make sure you quote me. Um, okay, so anyways, like I said, this process of dealing with rejection has definitely been a personal story of mine. Um, as an Enneagram 3... We just, I mean, I think everybody deals with this, but like the threes really are the performer. So much of our actions are on the validation and approval of others saying, good job. Um, so if you want an episode specifically on like the tips that I've, not the tips, but like the steps that I've done to overcome rejection <laughs> And by overcome, I mean improve a lot over the years and still struggle with it um, at least once a month. Uh, I would love to do that episode. I think that would be a great episode. Um, but you know what? Like I started this. I want to know what you guys want to hear. So do you want to hear more stuff on marketing? Do you want to hear more stuff? on? Don't tell me systems and procedures. Please don't tell me that. I don't want to do that. Um... Do you want more, you know, experts on nutrition? Like, what do you want to hear? Let me know. And if I don't like your idea, it'll never see the face of the sun, the, the day, sun daylight. It'll never see daylight. That's the phrase. Um, but if I like it, I will totally make an episode about it. So, Dr. Tori, girl, I love you. I like, you know, everybody who writes in knows what you're getting in for. Hopefully um, you've listened to some episodes and know that like I am here to be your cheerleader and like, oh, no, he did not. But then also to just serve up some truth and, you know, dig deeper and figure out even in atrocious situations, um, how can you benefit from it how can you become better how can you learn um and just prevent it from happening in the future and react to it even better in the future so i love you i hope this was helpful um and until next week she slayers bye hey she slayers are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait.